If you like weird history, true crime, haunted and paranormal, then pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have a video component to our favorite Ghost Town episodes at youtube.com slash Jason Horton. Episodes like The Los Feliz Murder House, The Toxic Lady, The Black Dahlia, Janis Joplin's Hotel Room, The Haunted Roosevelt Hotel, and more. Just go to youtube.com slash Jason Horton. That's youtube.com slash J-A-S-O-N-H-O-R-T-O-N. And while you're there, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you. Benefits Podcast. My name is Jason Horton. Welcome to the show. If it's your first time here, this is going to be a religious experience. And if you're back for more, you know it's just sounds that you listen to or not. But happy that you're here. And my guest is Nikki Boyer, friend of mine. She's done a bunch of TV, a lot of hosting. We've done a lot of uh, a lot of videos on Yahoo and YouTube. And now YouTube, I know it's like a very exclusive. Uh, very exclusive place that you they handpick only the best, only the best get to go on YouTube. But Nikki's done a lot of TV. Uh, she's on nine hundred two and the newer nine hundred two and uh, Gilmore Girls. I think a newer Gilmore Girls, and she's done uh, a lot of hosting. And uh, Maxim comes up, so we talk about Maxim. So maybe that that'll get you like, ooh, I got to check this out. Very excited to have her on. Let's see how my uh, week has been. Uh, I went and saw uh, Ricky Gervais live, which is great because I, I feel like it's somebody that I've I've consumed a lot of Ricky Gervais, and obviously I've seen Ricky Gervais and heard Ricky Gervais, but to see him do his thing, to see Ricky Gervais be Ricky Gervais uh, in front of me. Now, by in front of me, I mean relatively in front of me. I'm not I'm not, I'm not sitting in those rich people seats, but uh, it was close enough where I was like, wow, and. He's very unapologetic. He's not, I would not consider him politically correct, but I would not consider him somebody who goes out of his way to shock people necessarily. Uh, but if you've seen him host uh, like the Golden Globes or whatever, he's, all the things that he's hosted, uh, you kind of know what he's about. I, I, I would find it hard to believe that no one that was there was like, especially in any climate, social, political, uh, that was like, oh, I didn't realize that he was going to be so in your face, for lack of a better word. So that was great. Uh, I went to Mark Marin's book signing and talk, and that was great to, it's the same thing. Like, I, I you know, heard his voice a bunch and seen his face a bunch, and that I was sitting a lot, a lot closer to. And I guess if anyone's out there that also does podcasts or wonder what goes on behind one, especially one at his level, uh, it's just it's just very, very kind of enlightening to hear uh, what goes on at that level, and it was just like, makes me want to do a better podcast. Will I do a better podcast? Probably not, but it made me want to do a better one. Uh, the stand-up has been going really well. Uh, I did a show at the Comedy Store. Last night, I did a show at Flappers. Uh, my San Diego show got bumped uh, because of Dana Carvey, but Dana Carvey's great, so... If I'm going to be bumped by somebody, let it be Dana Carvey. I'll be performing at the Hollywood Improv on November 11th for the show Story Smash. And it's brought to you by Christine Blackburn. 
She has a great podcast called Storyworthy, storyworthypodcast.com. I've been on it twice, so that's two reasons to listen to it. Now, let's go and talk and hang out and get to know Nikki Boyer. We're starting. This, this is, is it. it. We're already in it. We're inside of it already. <laughs> wow. Wow. This is how it, yeah, this is it. You thought, what did you think was going to happen? I thought there'd be a little foreplay or something. No, 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 no. I just go straight to hand-holding. <laughs> I love it. It's I just so go nice. straight to clammy, clammy hand-holding. <laughs> That's how I do it. I like it. Yeah, so it's good to see you. It's so good to be here, and it's good to see you, too. I, just, I missed yeah, I was, you. And I wanted to just, it's like, sometimes it's just an excuse to see people I haven't seen Aww. in a while. And if I saw you, like, at a uh, an industry event, right. uh, I'd just be asking you the same things. Right, so I feel with like, noise around us. But, like, this way, everyone else gets to hear that conversation. Ooh, look at that. That's a, yeah, I like that. It's yeah, pretty exciting. And we were talking to Michael Gallagher when uh, you guys, uh, I surprised you that he was uh, he was in the studio. And we, talking about we did this the, uh, this uh, Halloween video. Um, I'm sure this will come out probably around Halloween. We did a Halloween right? video that I, I wonder if we put it out in 2017, how it would do. Not so Not well. Not so good. Not not so good because that one came out with 2013 oh my god that was that long ago it was something like yeah. that and it was one wow. of my favorite and it's about you know we were parents we, we we i love that we were parents yeah we were always doing parent parent ish things. of people that looked like they were our parents yeah <laughs> they were like parents look like they were our like slightly younger parents <laughs> um but i think that's fun like i get but it was it was that uh it was uh, interactive haunted house. It was like a yeah. We were like the parents that were like, "Hey, kids, don't go to a party yet because we have a really off. cool haunted garage yeah. that the mom and dad put together." And we're like corny parents. We we turn out to be like super Republican or conservative more. Right, right. right is right. that the jam? Yeah, I think so. So if you go on uh, the Totally Sketch <laughs> YouTube channel or search our names or whatever, you might find it, and um, you, you might... might lose a couple of jobs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Be offended. That's okay. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Do you ever wonder if people are like, let's look, let's look her up. Let's look her up. Oh, nice. This is nice. Oh, look at her. She's all friends with like people like on Bravo, whatever, whatever it is. And then they get to that video and they're like, wait, what? Wait, what? It's all in the. It's all for the love of comedy yeah. and pushing the envelope. Yeah, we pushed it. Oh my gosh, but now we're taking it back. Let's pull it. Let's bring the envelope back a little bit. Right, because once something's on YouTube, it's there forever. So we uh, knew each other a lot through, I feel like, uh, your music videos, Yahoo, mm -hmm. a lot of the Yahoo stuff. You came in and did a show of Daytime and No Time back and in did, the day, I did and that's and no when time. I just, just thought you were the best, and my whole team fell in love with you, and yeah. we were like Jason Horton fans. So yeah. from that point on, we just kind of have stayed in touch, sort of. Like yeah. We kind of lost touch for a little bit, but I've always been a huge fan, and I think yeah, everything mutual. you do is really yeah. super awesome. And I want to go. I want to go like start where like I don't know anything about you. Okay. Um, where where are you from? St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Wouldn't have guessed that. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I wouldn't have not guessed it, but I also wouldn't have guessed it. Yeah. Because it's one city out of like <laughs> thousands of cities. How if I guessed that? That'd be probably ooh, pretty impressed. Impressed. Yeah. <laughs> so what what's it? What was it like there? You know I. I had a really good childhood. Um, I don't have any tragic stories. I got involved. I, I was, uh, I was one of those kids that really liked it. I, I loved attention. I, actually, I don't think I've ever told the story before. But my, when my mother gave birth to me, we're like we're really going back. You're wow. like Jesus, Nikki. <laughs> when my mother gave birth to me, at the time it was 1975, which is like 300 years ago, and at the time fathers weren't allowed in the delivery room at that point. Crazy. It seems like archaic. So um, 
my dad was the first father in this particular hospital that was allowed into the room while the birthing was happening. So because of that, all the doctors and nurses wanted to witness my father witnessing my birth. So from the moment I was born, I have had a giant audience of people standing around. And my mom always laughed. She's like, you came into the world Technically, in some industry, technically, just not the <laughs> industry that you care about now. The exactly. medical industry, exactly. but industry. It was so, a showcase. Yeah, exactly. It was a, exactly. It was a one-woman show. Yeah. Uh, came out with a bang. And it was, it was just – so my childhood was great. I went to – I had schooling. I did well in school. I loved it. I skated by. I was super creative. I went to an all-girls Catholic high school, which is what you do. Go when you're on. In- <laughs> right? And I was always just artistic. I loved to sing. I loved to dance. And then when I was 15 years old, I auditioned for a TV show. And, um, did it film in St. Louis? It was, a, it was uh, the WB affiliate in St. Louis okay. played the cartoons. Okay. And they were looking for a group of kids to sort of host the cartoon time. And I did that for six years, and I learned how to do television, producing, live television, presenting, voiceover work. I learned that while I was still in high school and college. So I kind of got this crazy opportunity to have a career while I was learning what kind of career I wanted. Does that make sense? So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a lot of people when they're in their hometowns, there, there isn't a lot of that. That's why they leave. You know? Right. There might, you know, there's some of this theater or like sometimes, you know, people are filming things like on location or whatever but generally speaking the opportunities for that to happen you need to leave and show up somewhere and go i hope i get some experience so yeah. that's pretty fortunate for you yeah, i was really lucky and i um i won a couple of emmy awards so i have emmys like in my house from when i was a kid it's from crazy. that show uh-huh and then um so when i moved to la you're like i have an emmy hello I, well the only reason i say that is because it's it's one of those things where people are like well don't you just want to get out there and like be on a TV show and win an Emmy? And I'm like, I actually have one in my office, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you got your Emmy. No, I'm just kidding. I would love like a like an Emmy for doing like episodic TV. That would be amazing. But it was it was a great experience for me, and it was um, interesting, sort of being kind of a, a kid celebrity in your hometown. So I couldn't do the things that maybe I wanted to do. Like I couldn't go out and drink, and I couldn't be like an I had to always represent the television station, which was so interesting. Do you think you missed out on anything by that? No, I did it all in private. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just wasn't. They're coming back for that Emmy. They're like, this is false pretenses. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Thank God YouTube and iPhones didn't exist when I was a kid. I think think when I see like really cringeworthy things, it's not like, oh, I hope I didn't get caught doing something cool. I'm always afraid. Like, I would have just been the embarrassing mm-hmm. person talking about my dumb feelings. Totally. Or me lip syncing <laughs> uh, to stuff or something really lame. It was never anything cool. Like, I got caught in a threesome. No, I got caught <laughs> in a onesome. And I was just, like, crying or something like that, you know. Uh, so I'm not. I'm with you. I'm glad that that uh, – I'm glad I missed out on that. <laughs> I'm glad it's here now so I can look at other people. Oh, yeah. Making fools out of themselves, yep. thankfully. Uh, so when did you, when did you were like, I need to, I already got my Emmy. When, <laughs> Crazy, right? How can I, what, what did you, did you go to LA first? Well, I was like, I should probably get a degree back when degrees really meant something. Mm. <laughs> did you go to college? In, in, I went to, uh, to a liberal arts college mm. called Webster University. Mm. I got my degree in broadcast journalism. And then I decided to work in the newsroom for a couple of years. Cause the great thing about working at this TV station I could just say, hey, can I try this department? And they were so good to me. Like, I got to work in the newsroom with, like, people that had been there for 20 years. And I got to just walk in and start doing reporting work. And I was just so fortunate. And looking back now, I wish I would have 
been a little smarter and a little more grateful because I think at that age you just don't really you're just like oh this is how it goes isn't this what every kid does that wants to get in the did business? you ever had did you ever get told no I'm not I'm just I'm asking like I'm not saying like did you ever get to, but did we ever told no at any point did you ever fail at any anything because when you come to LA it's like you're failing more than you're succeeding obviously totally. or you'd be a zillionaire all right. the time and working every second of the day did you ever have that at that point I did I had some failures I work I had to have an internship for my college and I went to the promotion department and I thought they'd say like, hey, you don't have to do the internship. You work here. Like, just give me the page. I'll sign up the hours. But my my boss, now Fred, said, No, you're gonna you're gonna earn your internship. And she made me write promo copy and like create and edit promos. And I was awful at it. She said, If I could fire you, I would. You're so bad at this. So then I learned, like, oh, I can't do it all. Like, I really can't. And then I did a couple of news pieces where they'd send me out to do a hard hitting news piece. And I swear to you, I was like, I need my nails done. I'm gonna do a special report on nail colors for fall. Like that was my hard hitting news story. I went and produced it. My camera guy was like, are you serious, Nikki? This is what you're going to do? And I brought it back and I edited the piece and the news director was like, I will air this, but don't ever do that again. And I was like, okay, sorry. But my nails look great, don't they? I mean, so your waxing one never made it to air that you wanted to do. My <laughs> wax? Yeah. yeah. Nope, it didn't. They were like, no, Nikki's TMI. Yeah. I was like, this is going to get me another Emmy if you let me do it. So you it. graduate college. Graduate college. Um, stayed at the TV station for a few more years. And then I, uh, I was singing in a band at the time, Super Funk Fantasy, an all-white funk disco band. Of course. Awesome. And we were all going to move out here together and change the world. And uh, I quit my job, and I set the date. And then the band backed out of the move last minute because they didn't have the money. And I jumped in my car and just drove here with my cousin, Amy, because she joined me on the ride and slept on couches and got a waiting tables job. So I literally went from winning an Emmy, working at a TV station, living in my own beautiful apartment in St. Louis to, like, living what you expect to live when you move to Using LA. your Emmys as pillows. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, but that, I remember the first one of the videos I did of yours, you, you were a waitress in that video. Yeah, you were great in that, by the way. Yeah, I, yeah. I wore like a creepy sweater. You basically played yourself. Yeah, right. I wore a sweater. <laughs> I guess why well, I don't know. I wore a sweater. You wore a creepy sweater, and you were like trying to like hook up with the waitress. Sure. But, yeah. So did you, I mean, I, I guess that kind of um, – it was inspired by that, right? Yeah, because it was a Demi Lovato parody called Need My Break about a waitress that never gets her break. Um, and so we shot it at a dirty diner. And I was channeling my my waiting tables days and what it was like to basically just run around all day taking care of people for like, you know, 40 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you wait tables when you first started? Do you remember that restaurant, Houston's? restaurant sounds familiar it was it's like a chain there was one in century city and yeah. i started as a greeter and then i started Dude, was they a steak place it's like yeah steak and yeah. ribs yeah. and like okay. all american yeah. food oddly enough the food was delicious usually when mm. you work at a restaurant you're like i will never eat yeah. there again but i was like mm, it's good mm. here um so i love the restaurant made some great casting contacts mm. while i was waiting tables and then just started like trying to get commercial work and hosting work i had a reel and I had an, some Emmys, so agents were really open to meeting with me. So I got very lucky that I got an agent, like, almost before I moved here. But for the acting side, as you know, that's a whole different world, and it's like an uphill struggle. No matter how well you're doing in one area, it doesn't necessarily fuel the acting. It kind of is a standalone category sometimes. So, so what was your first uh, – I mean, so I, was the – 
Yahoo stuff some of the first stuff that you did? Like what was No, I was here for quite a while before Yahoo okay. jumped in. I did um I did a lot of guest stars on Disney and like Nickelodeon shows playing like, you know, fourteen while I was twenty three, which was hilarious. Um, I auditioned for a lot of dad stuff, so it's you know. No, you didn't. I still do. Yeah, a lot of dad and teacher, at, like out of touch dad and teacher, <laughs> or like sports, like regular guy. Did it take you a while to get to the point where you're like, "That's my type," and let me embrace it? No. You were like, "This is it. I'm cool with it." I mean, I, I learned, you know, from YouTube. I learned like what what worked for me, what I could do well, and without much preparation. And wh- where people be like, "Yeah, he's he's good for this," because I, I want to you know be employable, so I'm not totally. like. I'm not going to stretch things if I don't absolutely need to. But, uh, That's smart. So what were some of the shows, the Nickelodeon shows? The yeah. Jersey. Okay. It was about a magical jersey that the kids wore. I was in a bunch I of episodes I thought it was about New Jersey, <laughs> which is my hometown, which I was like, right? go on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not that exciting. Um, and then I did – oh, God, I can't – honestly, I can't even remember. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of like those like Disney-ish yeah. that are done. Jeff and Jill or something. Right, like, so something like, like that, yeah. like uh, the rock band. Were you, you know? able to – quit that day job because of that or was it or did you have to do both i i quit the day job i think well i waited tables for like maybe three or four years part of me just was like i want to learn what it's like to do something else and even though i had money put away and a little bit of chunk saved i liked the idea of every day bringing money into my bank account um so i would audition during the days and i work at night and um then I started getting commercials. I was uh, Coca Cola did a big campaign where they were re reenacting the Friends cast, and I was the Monica. So I did like a campaign okay. for Coke, and that I was blown away by how much money you could make doing a commercial back in you the day. You can't do that now. No, because I've done a couple, anymore. and I remember doing one. I was like, "Whoa, this is a lot of money!" And then fast forward, I was like, "Whoa, this is a little bit of money." <laughs> <laughs> totally, it's a totally different world now. They're like, "You should just be happy you're doing. You're on camera," and you're like, "No, it doesn't." Because I, I had to come here like four times and callbacks and avails and then fittings and then if it doesn't air you're totally. bummed out. Totally. So, yes. uh, so you're doing that, and then what's like what's the goal? You know, it's that's interesting because looking back, I was really happy with the hosting work that was coming my way. I was getting hosting jobs, like I was hosting a show for Billboard. And hosting work came easy to me because that's all I had ever done. So I was getting, anytime they were looking for a young reporter type, good on camera, can read prompter, I was getting these auditions auditions, and I was getting these jobs and I was so grateful. But my heart really was like, I wanted to get on a show. I wanted to get on like the, you know, ER back in the day, you know, I'm really aging myself and making me sound old, but I wanted to get on a TV show. And that was really hard. And honestly, here I am 20 years later, and I'm still trying to get on a TV show because it is – people don't realize that that's like 3% of the people that come out here actually get on an, a show that goes for more than one season where they make their money and they can buy a nice house and live a good life and then get residuals for reruns. That's a very few amount of people in L.A. to get that. So, But I feel like you have were uh, pretty early in a sense to embrace – the online stuff. In a, it was I mean? kind of on accident, actually. I kind, I kind of stumbled into it because Yahoo had hired me to do their daytime and no time show before YouTube sort of became what it is and before the online. I think even 
full disclosure, Yahoo is playing catch up too. They didn't really know what they were tapping into. So, um, yeah, it was kind of, I was kind of, it was new for me. And I remember when the Webby Awards were happening, I was like, is this a big deal? Like, do people really watch this stuff? And now, you know, eight or nine years later, I'm blown away. I wish I would have known then what I don't know. What would I, you have done different? Oh, a lot. I would have really developed my voice and my brand on YouTube. I was just putting stuff out there because it was easy. But I really would have put more thought into it, thinking like, well, what could – I would have thought like of the five-year plan or the 10-year plan. And at the time I was doing it, I was just throwing stuff out there. So I would have been a little more thoughtful and a little more maybe just aware of like – how powerful it could be but at the time i was like this thing's gonna last for about six months and now i'm like oh my god yeah it lasted for more than six months it turned out yeah amazing right just a little bit more is that where you feel like you got like your biggest fan base was from from youtube oh yeah it was something i never would have imagined especially during that time um but you know really i just kind of i really solidified you never really I mean, I did have done a lot of live improv and a lot of live sketch. Yeah. But aside from that, not any very little acting classes or anything like that. But I really, like I said, I found out, like, my voice and what I think is interesting and what I think is funny and what I could do. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not one of those people. You know when you're told, like, you can do anything. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Right? You can't do anything. Now, if there's something that you want to do that's reasonable uh, in a sense and it might seem unattainable in a way, yes, absolutely go for that. But like right. I always say, like, I, you know, if I wanted to play for the Knicks in five years, <laughs> no, I can't. But you're told, you're always told, you could do anything. And if, if they don't like you, they suck. Not right. necessarily. Maybe you're the one who sucks. <laughs> it's possible. But there is a place for you. And if that's a place you want to be, go for it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Believe in yourself and all that. But I feel like I've really found that place. And all I'm doing is trying to be the best version of that and be kind of get what I think is interesting out there, too. I love that. Yeah. I kind of wished I would have done what you did. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really – I don't think I tapped into – like, there was a really big uh, – well, here's what's interesting. There was a really big audience at Yahoo, and I was getting clicked on constantly because I was being shared on the home. My daytime and no time show, it was a recap show of what happened during daytime TV. Very basic show. But, like, I was the most technically watched mm-hmm. woman on the web at the time. But that didn't translate to anything that trickled down to me directly. Oh, that's the nature of Yahoo's platform, exactly. unlike YouTube or something Exactly. Like that, yeah. So what I should have done was taken that and created like almost a subcategory and done recap stuff on my page. But at the time, Yahoo wasn't supportive of that. No. And second of all, I don't. I didn't really grasp how you appealed to the same audience on multiple platforms. Like Twitter's a very different world. Instagram different, different languages. World. Different languages. And I didn't really understand how to navigate that. And quite honestly, I feel like I'm still learning that. Like I'm still like people are like, oh my gosh, all your people from Yahoo should have followed you. You should have millions, millions, and millions of followers on Instagram and in YouTube or not YouTube, but um on Twitter. And I'm like, but Everybody that watches that doesn't necessarily go to the other platforms. And I think that's a mistake that a lot of brands and companies think that just because you're big in one social media aspect that you should be amazing in all of them. And they all are very, very different. So Maybe you should have uh, put your website in your forehead for every single episode. Dude, that's really funny you say that because I kept begging them to like please help me promote my twitter page please yeah. help me. and they just they weren't into it because they didn't understand at the time even yahoo didn't understand that yeah. do they now 
I don't think they do. I don't think anyone's like, listen, what's going on? Let's hit up Yahoo and see. <laughs> but, you know, I've done a list of, we did a lot of those. What was uh, Sketchy? Sketchy was a series that yeah. Yahoo produced. And you um, uh, and your husband? Uh, okay. Well, Boyfriend. I mean, we're, we're to be together forever. I didn't. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. But I see you have a wedding ring on. I got married earlier this year. Yay. Congrats. Good for me. Good for her. Uh, inst- uh, it's validation for me not do. I just lived enough days in a row <laughs> to eventually somebody marry me. Shut but I love it because I've been doing uh, I started doing stand up a couple of months ago. Something brand oh, new. That's cool. Talk a lot about it in the show. And finally did a show at the Comedy Store, did a show at Flappers, uh, doing a show in San Diego. I'm trying to do some nice. stuff in New York. But I talk about, you know. Anytime you're like, hey, I got married, you know, whatever, people like, they're very, they're cool and supportive and they're clapping. But I'm like, it's just a free validation. I was like, I didn't even do anything. That's not even a joke. I just said something. And I always kind of like, if I'm feeling kind of like whatever, I was like, I got married earlier this year. Oh and God. people go lose their minds. Right. Um, so I was, I talk about how I just lived enough days in a row to somebody eventually marry me. Aww. And that's all that it is, right? That's, that's so love, romantic. right? That's love, right? Yeah, it is love. Uh <laughs> But the, the Yahoo Ske- – you know what the thing about Yahoo Sketchy? It was really cool. It was – you know, because I uh, – did something I wrote. Uh, it was a college humor. Yahoo was Freaky Friday the 13th. Yes. That I did that did really well. It was like the biggest yeah. budget thing I was ever – and Lin- Lindsay Lohan was attached at one so point. So fun, yeah. And then she was annoying, so that didn't happen. It was like <laughs> a lot of cool – there was a lot of Disney – it was a Disney star was uh, in it, and it was very, very cool. But I remember especially doing the parodies. A lot of it was with uh, – probably doing it with you. Yeah. And those parodies was – Hearing them over and over, so annoying. <laughs> I was like, "Yes, yeah, it's fun." And then, like hour seven, I'm like, know, uh, like, "It's like Neon Trees song, whatever that yes. one is." And oh yeah, that one. When I hear that song on the radio, I can't change it quick enough. Right? It's oh so my god, annoying. And it's because well, I didn't like love it or hate it at that point, but it's because of that video that it was a Halloween video, wasn't it? it? Well, why do we keep coming back to Halloween? Halloween yeah, yeah, yeah. It the was Wolfman. And how all. did it go? Um, what was the Neon Trees song? It was uh, uh, I'd Shoot. Probably, yeah, I probably know. Well, it's your song. Well, how do you think I feel? Because my boyfriend is the one doing yeah. the vocals, so I'm listening to it for four weeks before we get on set, and yeah. then it's a repeat, and I'm like, I can't hear any of those songs, especially the We're Not Young one. Oh, yeah. Um, or it's We Are Young, but we did it. We're Not Young. And uh, it's, yeah, it ruins songs for you. It totally ruins pop Pop you should music. do next time you do it. Do songs that you already are like. I hate this that song. You hate it. Don't do something you like or <laughs> people like because then you just ruin it for everybody. I want to kind of flash sideways a little bit because I don't okay. know where this fits in the timeline. You're in Maxim. Oh my God! Why yes? Just say no then. <laughs> yes, I was. Then say no. That's why oh, I put it out there like no, that. No, I mean no. Actually, okay. I wasn't. Well, so there's someone who looks like you on Maxim. And yeah, it's not yeah. you. How do you think they got? <laughs> how do you think that happened? I'll tell it wasn't you. that saucy. I mean, it wasn't that saucy. It was no you know, at all. It, it was. It was, like it was in just leather uh, pants and yeah, a bra. Yeah, it was like. And they the, did so much airbrushing that I don't even look like myself. I look like a Barbie plastic version Barbie. That's doll of what myself. we like, so Nikki. That's what we want. Ugh. Give us that all the time. I don't care what. If you, as soon as you wake up in the morning, look like that. <laughs> you go to look like that. Taking a shit, look, look like, like that. that. I like but you it. had shorter hair. But yeah, I had the pixie cut for years. And so, honestly, being totally honest, you know how that happened? I hired a publicist and paid her $1,000 a month, and I ended up in Maxim. Like, that's how this business works. Yeah. I was on Yahoo. I was like, I want to do something kind of edgy and sexy and kind of rock and rollish because I sing music and I'm in a band. And, and that came out, and I was, you know, 
when it came, I was excited. I was like, oh my God, look, this is like, I'm in a magazine. And then I, I immediately had that feeling of like, what did I just do? Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing. Like, uh, I remember like, was it, uh, um, I think it was Maxim. It was like Alison Brie and, uh, oh, from Community. Why can't I think of her name? Jillian, uh, Jillian uh, uh, Jacobs. Oh, okay. Gillian Jacobs. Um, but they did like a thing on Max, and it was really saucy. I think it was Maxim. It was yeah. one of those things where they're like, kind of like. There's stuff in Maxim. Stuff I think in. it might have been. I think I might have been in Stuff. Stuff magazine. Oh. I don't know if it was Max. Isn't that sad that I don't even know? <laughs> I don't even know. I think I threw it away. You were like, you were like, you were like Maxim Serbia, not even Maxim <laughs> USA. <laughs> Um, no, but it's, you know, I think that it, things have ch- changed as far as like, you know, like sexuality. It's not always just like, oh, because you did this. I think it's, you know, in a context because I feel like I've seen a lot of people that are really super successful and respected. And they're just like, you know what? Like, I just want to take pictures like this and I want people to see it and screw you if you don't like it. I was very much the girl next door and I kind of wanted to just just not next to my door. You were not that. (laughs) Whoa, not even close. (laughs) Wish. That'd be nice. Uh, But I, Uh, yeah, I wanted to kind of break through and I just thought it would be fun. Did it help? It did help. I have to say it did. I got lots of love letters. Uh, A guy from Maurice in prison was super in love with me. So yeah, that really helped. Okay, great. So you, uh, your brand in the prison system is because you were that demographic you had lost. And I now did. you got I it back. And I, <laughs> I got it back. Thank God. So let's get back to your serious. <laughs> so, uh, and only because, you know, I was overhearing you talking to Michael and we were talking about, like, stuff you're, you know, you're in a big pitch mode. Yeah, that's a whole new world for me. It's yeah. coming up with a TV show, having an idea, finding a writer, shooting, like, a web series, and then hoping that someone notices and years later you know next thing you know you're with a big producer and a production company walking into all of these networks and pitching your life story or an idea that you came up with and it is so empowering and so awesome but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen and I think I was a little bit naive thinking like this is how oh my god this is how this is the recipe for success right here I got it and really all I got was I was just a little bit of a bigger fish and a ginormous pond. But it's a lot. Even that in itself is a, I mean, the fact that you, well, you, have, you have wrote something is more than a lot of people. Uh, you have proof of concept or, you True. know, you have all these things lined up more than the majority of people. And the fact that you got into those rooms and those big rooms. It was amazing. You're still in this. You know, we talk about you talk about 3% yeah. and stuff like that. You're still in like now you're what? You're 7%? Like yeah. it's still a very, very. And to me that I always take it like, you know, if anything, if I get. Uh, a callback, or I, this happened, or I get this meeting. It's like somebody thought enough yep. of this. So if okay, if not here, who's to say not somewhere else? That's a really good way to look at it, actually. You know, because somebody yeah. said it was. You know, it's like one girl dated me. Uh, well, <laughs> who's to say another one can? <laughs> but if like you know, if nobody ever cares ever uh, about something, then it's easy. And then I think it's fair to be. Well, then it's okay to see like you know maybe this is not the right project or something like that but maybe not it just takes one i know Um, i keep going back to that it just takes one so i keep coming up with ideas i keep coming up with pitches i'm not a great writer i don't never had any writing training i just i'm a really good idea concept person and i'm really good at uh creating a team and i'm good at pitching because i am an actress and i can sort of 
tap into what's going on in the room. Sometimes when you're pitching a show, it's the writer or the showrunner. And, and they're not necessarily the most snacker, dynamic. Yeah. yeah. So it's good to have like someone in there that loves to tell stories. And I've cried almost in every pitch meeting I've ever done because I want to tap into like the emotion of what the story's about for me or what it's like for my friend who's going through something and I'm pitching her story. And I, I don't know. I'm just... I'm just unapologetically me, and maybe that's because going back to I've just been doing this my whole life that I don't kind of know how to be anything other than that. And if that hopefully someday ends up in me selling a show, and I'm also less attached to being in it. Like, I don't need to be the face of everything. I just want to be a part of telling cool, kick-ass stories that expand your brain, expand your heart, especially in this day and age with, like, the – the landscape of things and where our world is feeling, uh, what our world is feeling like, I feel like telling really kick-ass, awesome stories is more important now than I feel like ever. Well, you know, you talk about, like, not – because that's the thing. It's like, is this a vehicle for me? And, I, you know, I've gone to a bunch of things, and it's usually kind of like the humor is, is mine. But I'm like, listen, I don't – I want the best – people to be in it mm-hmm. so it's the most successful so i can make more do you feel and like you felt that way early on or is that just something you learned? no it's how, how i've always kind of felt I like love i don't that. Yeah, and and because like if i'm like forcing like okay we'll make it you but it might not be the best thing getting it sold or getting you know uh get it get, garnering attention right then i might that might be my last thing and i don't want it to be my last thing and it's right. like whatever the project always comes first because there's always I feel like I delivered the best version of what this is, but there's probably a l- people out there that could do a better job mm-hmm. uh, through their like kind of like uh, them as the vessel of it. Um, and then I'll just be a cameo of like a janitor walking by, <laughs> going, "I don't know," which I'm totally, I'm totally happy to do. I love that you. Um, I love that your ego wasn't as involved as mine was when I started that. I kind of wish I could go back and get rid of the ego and get rid of the desire to sort of. It'd be my thing because they always say if you want something, create your own vehicle. That's the, really the way you get on camera and that you get to act in things these days is you just create your own thing. But now it's even shifting more to where, you know, there's huge celebrities creating their own things and not even those things get produced, you know. Um, I was walking out of a pitch meeting. Lisa Kudrow, is, she was walking out as I was watch, walking in and the look on her face was like, oh, man. And I'm thinking, wow. And I think I had that shift in my head go, this is just about getting it made. So I kind of wish I would have been where you are or where you have been a little earlier on because maybe I could have gotten my ego out of the way. But I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I mean, Lisa Kudrow, that was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I think you're great, but uh, I actually auditioned for Lisa Kudrow. For For what? She was producing a show. Uh, for some digital thing, she was the producer and she was in the room, which I didn't know she was going to be oh, in the that's room. So cool. And she, la- I, she laughed at one of my things. Oh yeah. And I was like, I'm good. I'm like, good. <laughs> I'm, I literally got in the car. I was like, I don't care. Oh my god, I love uh, it. I was just like, I'm such. A, after watching um, the comeback. Yeah, she's great. Uh, I know. Uh, it, it, this whole time, which is like Lisa Kudrow break. This whole <laughs> time, she's been one of the best. Mm-hmm. But I, for some reason, I don't know what it was that I didn't. Well, I mean, she was, there wasn't a ton of like she wasn't in everything. You know what I mean? For me to see that, but I saw the comeback really late in the game. Not the not the new one. I saw it pretty much when it came out. But when the comeback, I saw it came out two thousand five, and I saw it maybe like two thousand whatever fourteen or thirteen yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, wow, she's great. You're great though too. You, you know, mm-hmm. you're great too though, right? 
Nancy? Nikki. Nikki, right. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah. Nikki, yeah. Nikki. Sorry. I'm just, That's okay. No, I know. No, I just didn't. Uh, <laughs> said Lisa Kudrow on the brain. Uh, so what's like, what is like, what are we looking at here? Like just pitching shows? Like, are you just auditioning? Are you just doing the all the things? I've all, I don't. I've always had a full-time job until the last two and a half years. So What I, was that? Can we talk about that? Yeah. It was that's not just Maxim based, right? It's others <laughs> is it Maxim based? I'm gonna punch it's you. like it's like Ma- Maxim Lithuania. <laughs> Listen, I I've got a copy, I don't care. Uh, I went so I, I my hosting career has been nice. I hosted on TLC mm. and then I was just kind of You do stuff with a raw who do you do you do stuff wait, wait, you do stuff with somebody from uh, Yahoo! Don't you do a show with somebody? Ross Matthews. Yes, yeah, Ross yeah, Matthews. Yeah, thank you. I've auditioned as a him type character for something. Oh, really? So they were watching a bunch of his stuff, and then your name came up in a lot of the things. Oh, that's so funny. I just didn't want to say like the wrong name, but it was like Rhea yeah, Ross. Ross Matthews. Yeah. yeah. We have a podcast together, and uh, well, it's actually his podcast, and I just help him co-host. That's called... where you hear. That's where you should be plugging your stuff. I plug it there. Okay. Yeah, Does it I help? plug it. Yeah, it does, I mean, yeah, it helps. I've been tapped in. I mean, that fan base has been his fan base has yeah. been accepting and loyal. That's to very me cool. Yeah, for like, and that's the important years. thing. Just because you're like, hey, follow me on. If like we don't like you, well, you know. and the funny thing is, they get me every week on the podcast, so they kind of feel like they don't need to follow me because right. they they get the update. It's just interesting how that doesn't translate all the time. But um, incentivize them. Oh, come on, Jason, that's a lot of work. What do I do? I tell them that they can win. I know. I'm going to be like, hey, you guys want to be on Jason Horton's podcast? <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Thank you so much for that idea. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? I'll take it. All right. <laughs> um, so for years, I've always had jobs. Back to back. I worked at TV Guide Network. I did all the red carpet shows. Then I worked at TLC. Hosting. But it was still entertainment. But you weren't like. Oh, all entertainment. Data based. entry or something. No, no, no. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It was all entertainment based. But I've always had something steady. I co-hosted yeah. a show with John Henson. It was awesome. And I loved He's it. He's great. Him. Um, so I've always had a full-time gig and then all of a sudden the last two years it's been just freelance like just stuff here and there. terrifying I quit a job that I was doing because I thought I think it's time for me to kind of force myself to be a little more creative with my time and really start pitching shows and I, I, I wasn't doing that while I was holding down a full-time job in the entertainment field so it was almost kind of it was, it was a little counterintuitive like i'm gonna give up the job that's paying the bills it's creative so i can go out and look for a job that'll pay the bills and be creative but i just needed to make that shift and, and you have to be if you're not in it you're not in it totally so i totally yeah. get what you mean with that yeah and so for the last few years I, I fired all my agents and managers got rid of everybody i was like this is not working for me um I was it up- not work was it not working just the way you wanted to or just wasn't working or was it just like you just were you just like I'm cleaning house I, I was a little bit of I'm cleaning house and I kept playing ball in the same field yeah I wasn't ever going outside of the field and meeting new people and I wanted to do that now looking back I maybe should have maybe kept one of them around <laughs> I'll tell I'll work with them okay. yeah right yeah. Exactly. Them put them in my pocket um care. and now it's impossible to find an agent or a manager yeah. but the wonderful thing is I keep all my own money yeah. I negotiate my own contracts. I know all the legal terms. I know in perpetuity. Yes, exactly. Um, I I negotiate all that stuff, and I've kind of learned what my worth is. I've learned what I ask for, and that it's okay to shoot a little bit high and have someone say, "No, we can't do that." And then you come. So it's been really the negotiating tactics have been interesting and fun. It's been 
it's been an interesting road. But I have to say, um, a little scary because you're like, there's no regular paycheck coming in. And I I wake up every day and I have to put myself to work. And that's interesting. So I'm auditioning, doing voiceover work, pitching shows. I also, yeah, I work with Access Hollywood Live. I work with the Wendy Williams show. I go to New York a lot. I see all um, the stuff you're doing. Yeah, it's fun. So I, 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 I'm busy. Um but I'm not holding down a full-time job. So week for week, month for month, it, things the, fluctuate. Every every week looks different for me. But you, but it's not scary enough to change. You believe. I know. You have yeah. to. You have to. You have to. Yeah. You don't do. have a choice, and you've done the work. You got those Emmys, you know, from you know, St. Louis way back when. When I was four. Yeah, no, but just stop it. Like it's like, and listen, I'm just talking to Emmy <laughs> winner right now. It's in my. Well, it's funny because I have three. One of them, my mom broke. The other one I lost in my move, and I've I have the third one at my house. Yeah. Hold on to the Emmy. Do you, why are you losing it? I don't know how I lost yeah. it. Yeah, it's not too much. I, think someone, I actually think someone may have stolen. Probably, probably. I'm, what are they gonna say? Oh, I won this for track, track yeah. and field. Like, what are they? Gonna, it's just weird. Why who would steal? Maybe an it's Emmy? maybe it's Maurice in prison. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he seven paragraphs every day, letters. It was crazy. Well, we I want more uh, more incarcerated people who mm-hmm. uh, yeah. might be listening yeah. um, to find you. So where where can everyone <laughs> find you? So I don't stop you from plugging things. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, I am on Instagram at Nikki B TV. Um, Facebook is it's Nikki Boyer. Everything's different. I've I haven't streamlined. You know everything. that's terrible branding, right? Shut up. Okay. So people keep people use my steal my name, and right. I have to go track them down. I'm like Nikki Boyer in Omaha, Nebraska, with three followers. I'm like, yeah. listen, girl, give it up, yeah. give it to me. And she's, she's like, well, I had the foresight to yeah. park it. So and she's like, and it'll cost you four grand. Yeah. And I'm like, that'll pay your rent for like a year. Yeah. Um. So nothing against Omaha. I love Omaha. I was just there. But um, and then I also my YouTube channel, oddly enough, is doing really well right now. I did a Taylor Swift parody years ago, and the company that I made it for was like, "No, we're good. We don't want it." So I put it on my YouTube page, and I got I went from like three thirty thousand to one hundred and ten thousand followers, and like overnight, and it's got it's up to I want to say sixty million clicks for this one video. That's amazing. It was unreal, and it was just a fun parody I did. I cast a girl, Bar Polly, who is an actress. It looks exactly like Taylor Swift in this video. It's called Bad Blood Test. So go to my YouTube page and check yeah. it out. It's very what, funny. What is your YouTube channel? It's um Nikki Boyer. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So you got that one. The, the branding on that one's good. Yeah, that one's great. Everything yeah. else sucks. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> oh, and Twitter's Nikki Boyer. I got the branding on Twitter. <laughs> killing it, Horton. You're killing it. Killing it. Well... We did it. Jason, where can I find you is what I want to know. Where can you find me? Yeah, when I'm, when I'm looking for you. Oh, uh, I'll probably be at Panda Express. Okay. Either eating or looking for a job. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.